Taste of Country Nights with your host, Sam Alex. Since this is your first time in our studio, the Taste koozie. of Country Nights koozie. You don't. You have to understand that my son collects okay. koozies. He's going to be very, very happy about this. Which son? Colin. And what Colin does he do Hanks. with them? <laughs> he it just has um, a library of koozies. You know, a whole wardrobe of koozies. So he's going to love this one. Since he Taste was a child? Nights. Or since yes, he started exactly. drinking? He started drinking beer when he was three. No. Well, you can put soda pop in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could. No, he just loves koozies. He buys them everywhere. Whenever we go on a trip, he's always looking for the koozies. He'll always step into a random store looking for koozies. So does he have a, a room where he hangs them up on the wall? I don't or know actually where he keeps them, but I, I think there should be some sort of formalized storage for the koozies. And you I'm, know, almost like an album where you just flip through like, like a baseball, baseball training card. Exactly. Like baseball training. Cards. So how many does he have about like uh, 300? A lot. I don't know. A lot. Does he ever put them in any I've of I've never his seen sh- them repeated. How about that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Does he ever do product placement and he puts them in a show or when he goes Nobody on a talk show? Nobody puts them on his Instagram. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He'll show you. Well, I'm, I'm at Sam Alex Radio. So okay. tell him to tag me. All right. I will. Okay. I thought that was the sweetest thing too. When we were at the CMA Awards, you know, we took photos yes. and, and you know, took a video and I put that on my Instagram. I saw it. And then you re-Instagram story. Yes. Yes. And that's actually you. You don't have people do that. No. That's... I do my own Instagram, which probably gets me into trouble a little bit because... I think people want to see all sorts of really personal things like, here I am waking up in the morning, eating my cereal. But no, I'm not going to do that. Some things have to stay private, but I will do the things that I think are fun, that I like, that I observe, that, you know, I I, I try to post a lot. So it's kind of fun on there. But no, you're not never going to see me naked. <laughs> Well, this is why everyone loves you because you're yourself. Like everyone I talk to around town who's worked with you as a songwriter or engineer, they just say, you're you, oh, a that's regular so person. Nice. Thank you. That's really nice. looks people in the eye and is kind and Thank humble you. and works hard. Thank and you. Why can't we all do that in the world? How do we change the world? I know. We're trying, right? We, I just think we have to just be good people and that registers somewhere. It's like a ripple that goes out there. And if you are doing good things and doing the right thing, then I think people see that and you hopefully can influence just by being who you are in the right way. I guess surrounding yourself too with positive people. Absolutely. What do you do if you're best friends with someone for 30 years, they're their college roommate and they're negative? You know, it's different when we meet different people in our lives and who we were. You know, I'm Greek Orthodox and my priest, it was really funny. He said this really interesting thing. I was uh, talking with him about uh, someone that I knew who was an atheist. And I said, I don't, I don't get that. And he goes, uh, I said, but this person doesn't, obviously they, they believe in evolution. And I said, what, how does the church stand on that? And he goes, Oh, the, the church believes in evolution. I said, really? And he said, yes. When you were a baby, are you in the same body then as you are? No now. And I said, no. And he goes, right, you've evolved, haven't you? Yes. It made me laugh so hard because I thought, what a great way of looking at things. But we do evolve. You know, who we are friends with in our 20s may not be the kind of, you may not have the same things in common, but you might have a shared history. But if somebody is really not, if you're really not connecting with somebody, I don't think you give away that friendship. I just think that it evolves into something new and different. Great point. Have you been to the Greek church here in Nashville? Not yet, but I will. It's I've been gorgeous. to the Parthenon, though, because, hey, hello. <laughs> Have you okay. been underneath, though, and seen Athena? No. Oh, yeah. What's there, underneath? There's, there's the a Parthenon. whole museum. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, I just you, went to the outside. We got to go inside. Underground. Oh. Yeah, Carrie Underwood had her album launch party there last year. Oh, wow. And every Saturday morning, they have children's story time. That's amazing. Yes, I will go there. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Halfway to Home is the album. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. And you're a pro now. This isn't your first. This, this is, is fourth album. You're a senior. You made it. I'm senior. I, ex- I love that. Yes, I'm wizened. <laughs> and my favorite song, Throw Me a Party. Music video. So powerful. I needed a Kleenex. <laughs> was that your vision for like the, the storyboard or creating? I what worked we saw? with a great uh, director, Patrick Tracy. He directed um, Dan and Shay's video Tequila and was nominated for a CMA for that. And he and I have known each other for a while. And the story came because the song itself was I had been diagnosed with breast cancer four years ago. And when I got the diagnosis, I didn't know what the prognosis was going to be. And I got scared and I said to my husband, look, if something happens to me and I should go before you, please be very sad for a very long time. But first, I want to party. I want to have a celebration. And so I had this title, Throw Me a Party. I wrote the song with Christian Bush from Sugarland and Liz Rose, who's one of the co-writers on Girl Crush and has a all the Taylor Swift big hits and, Kay- and all the Taylor Swift big hits in the early years. <laughs> And um, we wrote this song, and it, it, I, I truly love it because, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people writing about it on social media and saying that they've done that very thing, or they want to have that very thing done for themselves. So it, it, it I guess it's, it hit kind of a nerve in that people do want a celebration. They, a lot of people have said they're planning their own parties after they die, so... There's something, I guess there's some truth to it, you know. Does your family have a, a favorite song on the album? Well, everybody loves Throw Me a Party, but there's another one that I wrote with Matresa Berg called Oh No You Didn't. And I uh, went to write it with her and I, I had the title and I was thinking it was going to be a, like a love song about it. Like, oh no, you didn't love me like you could have. And oh no, you didn't do the things, but I still love you, right? But we started talking and we started talking about being women and how we didn't understand certain things about why we life has to be a certain way. And it became sort of this very funny song about suffering the indignities of certain (laughs) uh, things about being older. And it's very funny, but it really applies to all women. You know, for example, I've been shopping and I go into a store and I'll say, Oh, I'd like to try these on. Can you bring them to me in a size eight or 10, depending on where I'm fluctuating in my weight? And the sales girl will look at you and say, um, we only have that in double zero. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, double zero is not a size. It's not even a number. Right. It doesn't exist. That's so true. You know. Uh, my favorite song, uh, Big City, Small Town Girl. And that's a true story. That's you a true story. You grew up in Hollywood. I did. But it's I, still a small town within the city. I grew up in Chicago. Yes. Similar type of thing. Yes. Lots well, of little neighborhoods. It, exactly right. So my parents came from Bulgaria and Greece and moved from New York to L.A. And they happened to end up in Hollywood, like fortunately for me. And so I went to Hollywood High School. And when I when I wrote that song with Annie Bosco and Johan Lindbrandt, that we... I, I I really wanted to talk about what it was like growing up in this iconic city that people from all over the world come to. And yet for me, it was just my small town. We rode bikes. We got ice cream. We read comic books. We went to the movies. And yet I grew up in the Hollywood Hills and I could see the Hollywood sign on my way to my friend's house. And so I knew that that sign meant something 
But I also, it was um, a tribute to AM radio because that's where I got sort of my exposure to country music. KFI. Because KFI or, 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 at KRLA. Or, I mean, all that music on AM radio was multi-genre. So I could hear Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, um, Johnny Rivers mixed with the Beatles, the Beach Boys, Diana Ross, the Supremes, Temptations, Instrumental. Frank Sinatra was thrown in there. Elvis was in there. So The original Spotify. <laughs> the original Spotify. And we don't have that anymore. I mean, you have to search out all those genres. Mm-hmm. So. For me, it was sort of uh, that song is a little bit like a love letter to all the music that I love and that I've heard sort of growing up. And it's true, your mom actually made your prom dress? My mom made my prom dress. As a matter of fact, I will post a picture of that today. Okay, good. it's really funny. And, but she made it. and, and uh, You still have the dress? You carry the, it with you everywhere I you go? I don't have, you have the a photo dress. Of it. I wish I have a photo of it. <laughs> I wish I had the dress. It was very cool and very 70s. It almost looked like a bathing suit of the day, but she made it. My mom made all my dresses. It was frustrating to go shopping with her because I would say, oh, that's cute. I'm going to try that on. And she had a Greek accent and she'd say, why? This is expensive. I can make this dress. (laughs) I'm like, mom, I want to buy something store-bought. I know, but I can make it. I'm like, you can't make jeans, mom. No, I can make jeans. No, you can't. (laughs) I drew the line of jeans. (laughs) That's awesome. And congratulations on getting your own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, the 2,659th star. Yeah, that was a trip. That just happened last Friday. I, I mean, it was completely mind-boggling. I never thought that it would happen. I grew up, as you know, in Hollywood, and I would walk down that street, and that was a street that, to me, that's out of reach. You know, that's that's as alien as thinking anything could mm-hmm. happen, that you're going to be in the movies, or that you yeah. would... It, it was just remote. I got to see it for the first time just a couple weeks ago because I went oh, to the Oscars. You did? And oh, I saw the great. And it's awesome. Isn't you, it amazing? And compete. it goes on forever. You're just walking and walking on both sides and and it's really something. It was like being in Times Square or like, have you been to Tokyo where they have the four-way yes, walk and it was just yes. chaos of journalists from around the world. The CMA Awards is the gold standard. Yeah, it, right? to- it totally is. But I think what people come from all over the world and they're looking at these names and their names on stars but all those names on those stars represent some kind of art that was created. Those people either made a movie, produced a movie, starred in a movie, made music, danced, whatever they did in entertainment that made the world a better place and brought some joy to people. And that's what gets me. It's not just a name on a sidewalk. It's the art, that the collective art that's been sort of created with all those people. That so are who are your star neighbors? Well, I'm four stars away from my husband, Tom, and I I realized when I was up there that if he stood on his star and I stood on my star and we held the hands of our children, that we would be connected. And I loved that. I loved so that they would, they would bridge our gap. So are you in front of a specific restaurant? Like, where can we see this I'm in, We're in front of a gorgeous, beautiful parking structure next to the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which apparently is very prime real estate, okay. I'm told. T- <laughs> are, can you still be friends with Julia Roberts, even though she called your husband super hot? Isn't that crossing the line? <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> well, she's got a super hot husband, too. Okay. So back at you, Julia. We're even. Right. Super hot Danny Motor. <laughs> Well, uh, you've had such an amazing uh, career. I got a couple clips here I want you to name. Okay. What TV show or movie this is from. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hi. That's a tricky one. Huh. I'm hearing Greek music in the background. I can give you a clue. It's a sequel. (laughs) 
I have my big fat Greek wedding too. That's right. All right. With John Stamos there in the very end. I love my Stamos. Okay, we got two more here. Okay. Libby, if you want to have your situation fixed, you have to date someone. It's complicated. Yes. That was so go. much fun shooting that. Oh, my God. Did you have to do like lots of takes? Or that we was had just did kinda... lots of takes, and it was really fun to do lots of takes. And and it's a blast to work with Meryl Street because you're sitting there and you're doing a movie with her and you're you're supposed to be in the scene but you can't help but thinking that's Meryl Streep, that's Meryl Streep. And this was before we had done Mamma Mia, so I, I didn't know her. This was the first time we had worked together, and she was just amazing. Is she like a method actress where she stays a character the whole time? No, or no. Or you can have regular conversations in she, between takes. She might, she might be doing that, but she felt very present in all situations. Like I recently worked with Julianne Moore in a movie called Gloria Bell that's out right now. She had the same thing. You know, you're talking about coffee and breakfast and whatever, and then they go, okay, we're ready, you know, rolling, and boom, into character. The minute it's cut, she's like, so anyways, yeah. And then I put cream cheese on it. It was amazing. You know? <laughs> that's amazing. She's a total, were you friends total, with her before the movie? Yeah, or that's no, when Julianne, I, no, Julianne, I knew um, just through mutual friends, mm. and she's well, how about How about Meryl Shreve? And Meryl, well, now we know each other better because of the Mamma Mia movies that we produced and got to know her, and she's just great, and we've spent a lot of time together. Oh, okay. Last one here. This might be tricky. Okay. Here we go. Tell me who's gonna win. <laughs> How could I forget that? That's the that's the whole reason why I'm sitting in this studio <laughs> with you, Sam. That is from the Brady Bunch. Is that how you got your like your SAG after a card? That is right. I got my Screen Actors Guild card from doing the Brady Bunch. And that episode that I shot, which I think is so great, is two things interesting about it. Maureen McCormick, who played Marsha. She would drive to work in this brand new chocolate brown Mercedes, but she was only 15 and a half, only had her permit, not her license. And I I may be remembering it incorrectly. I don't mm. know if her mom drove with her in the car, but I was like, dang, if I were on the Brady Bunch and I wasn't making that check, <laughs> I'd be driving a chocolate brown Mercedes too. And then the number, uh, the number two thing about that is the director of that episode was dating Elizabeth Montgomery. So Samantha from Bewitched came on set and I got to meet her. And she was like my idol growing up. Her, Mary Tyler Moore, Carol Burnett, those ladies, yes. Can you imagine if they had Instagram back then? Like you'd just be posting oh, that stuff. And wow. <laughs> I know. the best ever. I know. Uh, RenaWilson.com is a place to go. Stay connected. All your tour dates are there. You're going to be at Stagecoach. Stagecoach, April 27th. Uh, CMA Fest. I'm coming in here. In Nashville. Have you yep. played CMA Fest before? Um, no, this is going to be my first time. And there's some other great festivals, too. Lake Shake in Chicago mm -hmm. and um, well, a couple of others that haven't been announced yet. Okay. Well, I see on your website, Greece, Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. Isn't that are crazy? Is that, are those vacations that no. also you'll do a gig? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Doesn't that sound good? Well, no. Dominican Republic is the John Prine Festival. Um, all the best. I think it's all the best fest, which I'm really excited about. And Greece was an opportunity that came up. I'm, I'm half Greek. And this amazing arts festival that they, that they do came up, and I said yes. It sounded like a really great thing to do. Well, what's your other half? Greek and then? Bulgarian. Right on. Yes. I'm learning so much. I guess Because <laughs> when we met at the, at the CMA Awards on the red carpet, those are live, and it's like 90 yeah. seconds. So Because like, here's Garth so and quick. Trisha, and then boom, boom, right, boom. Right, right. Bye. But you were so good. Like your interviews on the red carpet, I thought were unbelievable. I don't, you're very prepared, and you were also very joyful. Your energy was great. Like, you know, a lot of people on the red carpet, they, I don't know if they really want to be there or not. It's just your job. But I, I think that you really like what you do. So that comes across. I do. I, I always feel like, you know, I wasn't The Bachelor, or I wasn't <laughs> Miss America, or a college quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm just me. So like, I feel yes. like I really just had to work that much harder but that, every step of my whole career. And I don't take any second 
for granted. granted. And I just I. love it. Neither do I. But by the way, that's all anybody wants at the end of the day is a real person. So true. Yeah. Well, I want everyone to go get the album Halfway to Home, RitaWilson.com to stay connected. Thanks for being here on Taste of Country Thank Nights, you. Rita. Thank you for having me. Really fun.